This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm going to tell you, today's episode is a gold mine, and I feel very comfortable saying that because it's not really my episode. I am sharing the mic today with one of my Fat Loss Fast Track clients. She's one of my veteran clients, and her story is awesome. What she shares is so full of wisdom. She is a mom of two little kids. And not only has she dramatically transformed her body, she's now down 90 pounds, 9-0, 40 of which she has lost in the last just over five months in the fat loss fast tracks. And she's also really changed her mindset. One of the best parts about this episode, though, is that we talk about how she did it. Not just these are all the awesome changes I made and I'm so much happier and more calm, but I ask her, okay, so how did you do that? She talks about how she feels like she's really earned easy with her food choices and I say, how? She talks about how she's so much more calm, even with her kids, which I think is remarkable, and I said to her, how? How did you do it? One of the things she shared with me kind of on a different note is that she is shocked by her own consistency because prior to the fat loss fast track, she was very much like many of us hopping around from diet to diet, following the rules until she didn't follow them anymore, until she went off on her own and undid a lot of the progress that she had created. But now she feels very consistent and she feels like it hasn't been that hard, which I know begs the question, which is the question I asked, how? How did you do this? We start off talking about the mindset changes and how it has impacted her parenting. We talk about the nutrition changes and then we talk about fitness. And you might be surprised by my advice to her related to exercise. And I'm sharing this story primarily because it's awesome but also because the Summer Fat Loss Fast Track registration is now open. As of the day you will hear this episode, registration is open. I have linked to the registration page in the show notes for this episode, as well as to one of the presentations I gave this week with all of the details about the Fat Loss Fast Track, how it works, how you can get in, how much it costs, how much access you have to me, all of those questions. I'm linking that up in the show notes page for this episode. The Fat Loss Fast Track for the summer kicks off on July 9th, but registration is only open for the next week. So I'd love for you to get all the details by going to the show notes page for this episode over on primalpotential.com underneath the podcast tab. But if you already know all those details, you've heard me talk about it before, and you want to register and grab your spot before it fills up, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash summer one seven. That's primalpotential.com forward slash summer one seven. 
I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get right to this great conversation. Again, she is down 90 pounds. She's got two little kids. And not only has she changed her body, but she's really, really changed her perspective. And that's been a huge part of her physical transformation. So we dive into the conversation right about when I ask her, what has been working well for her, and what changes she feels really good about. Because I use that as the primer to dive deeper into the conversation about what she doesn't feel so good about and what we can do about that. So this episode covers it all. The mindset stuff and how. The nutrition stuff and how. And also my surprising advice on movement and exercise for her and for her goals. So Big, huge, heartfelt thank you to this client for being so open and willing to share. Her story is awesome. Her progress is incredible. And it has been an honor to work with her and get to know her. And I can't wait to see where she goes from here. Let's dive right in to our conversation. So let's dive in. I know you are now in your second Fat Loss Fast Track. Um, Yep. So you've done the 12 weeks of the Rookies Group. You are in week 11 of Veterans Level 1, and you've created some really significant success, not just with food, but in other areas of your life too. So tell me what's been going well for you. Kind of give me a little bit of a recap over the last um, several months. Just absolutely amazing mindset changes um, and learning to work my way through emotions and actually feeling emotions instead of just covering them up. And I'm realizing now that my whole life I'd been doing that. And, um, I'm actually like a calmer person. I'm easier, easier going. And I was, I always thought myself pretty laid back, but I'm even more laid back now I'm catching myself when I'm getting worked up mm-hmm. instead of um, instead of like reacting or and then just trying to avoid the negative emotion. I'm actually like identifying them and able to work through what's going on. Um, I've had a lot of, you know, everybody like, just like everybody, I've had a lot of things in my life that, you know, carry on and um, like my mom passed away when I, about 10, 11 years ago. And, um, that still to this day, you know, brings up a lot of emotion and will catch mm-hmm. me off guard. And instead of just running away and hiding those emotions with food, um, I'm able to actually work through it and just feel much less stress and much less anxiety on a day-to-day basis. And that's been the biggest win. Um, I honestly, the bit, the physical body composition changes have been a total just side benefit to mm. the mind work that of the program. So let's dive in there a little bit because there's a couple things you said that I think will make many people curious. And I think that for both of us, me and you understanding it better will give us uh, more of a precise ability to address areas where you're currently mm-hmm. struggling. So you're a mom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So I bet there, I bet there are a lot of people, especially mothers, who are saying, um, "If I can be more calm, that would be considered <laughs> like a, a miracle of sorts." Um, so, tell me a little bit about how that happened for you, because I think when people hear about the fat loss fast track and they say, "Wait, somebody has gone through a couple of those," and they're saying. 
I'm more calm. Like, what is the link? What has that been for you? Because I know, I mean, I don't have kids, but having two little ones Mm -hmm. is got to be kind of the opposite of something that helps you become more calm. So tell me a little bit more about how you've done that. Um, A big thing is uh, realizing where our priorities were, realizing that I was overstretched and um, cutting back a little bit. Yeah in our, our actual obligations and fo- focusing on things that were really what our priorities were instead of just busy work. And once yeah. we, we, we pinpointed where there was work, that still didn't make my evenings much easier. Um, what I started doing was um, taking 20 or 10 to 20 minutes in my truck before leaving work, literally sitting in my vehicle in the parking lot at work with my meditation app open and just doing a guided meditation before I picked them up from daycare uh, that, that four four thirty five o'clock rush of get home, get supper on the table, get the kids fed, get to the next activity was just taking such a toll on me. And that's where I was noticing my downward spiral of I need something and then just grab something fast out of the fridge and go. And I can hear myself get talking faster as yeah. I relive these memories. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's so that powerful. Yeah. Like recognizing this is when I struggle, this time of mm-hmm. day when I'm transitioning from work mode to mom mode and the kids need me, but I'm also spent. This is when it starts. So what do I do before that to mm-hmm. change the pattern? And instead of taking a response of like more willpower, stop eating you know, or <laughs> stop snapping at the kids, it's, oh. it's being proactive instead of reactive. And I think so many mm-hmm. strategies that people try to do are very reactive. Like, let me respond better to this yep. problem instead of, let me get to the root of this problem, the fact that I'm really wound up and I'm just stretched really thin and let me dial back and let me create some more margin, right? I love the idea yes. of margin, the space between our load, what we have to do, what mm-hmm. we have to take on and our limits where we just like freak out on everybody, <laughs> eat everything that's not nailed down. Yep. Um, so seriously, I give you a ton of credit yeah. for saying this is where the problem is. This is what I need to address. Let me not focus on the reaction, but let me focus on the action and the before the reaction part so that I can make a change there. Yeah. Yeah. The other part that really has helped a lot is more with my five-year-old and noticing when she starts to kind of get into the whiny mode and being obstinate, not wanting to cooperate. So it's taking longer to get things done Mm -hmm. was taking your questions approach. And I Mm. kind of kneel down and onto her level and just start asking her questions. Mm. You know, what do we need to do next? What can, what, what, what can you do to help me? What can I do to help you? Why is this important? And when she's upset and that's been, you know, just getting on her level and letting her kind of talk through some of these things, it's made a lot of those little preschooler battles been a lot easier, um, to work through. I think it's kind of cool to watch it. How you can take a strategy that we talk about for you, like Mm -hmm. ask more questions. Why do I feel like I need to eat right now? Why am I being such a grump? What is going on? And you can use those with your kids, not only to help your kid, but I bet that's also great practice for you, like a great reminder for you. Yes, it definitely is. It's a wonderful feeling afterwards. And we almost always end up hugging, (laughs) which is always great. That's so cool. That's so cool. One of the other things you said 
you said you're you're more laid back now and you always thought of yourself as a pretty laid back person. Now, I would imagine that some people might think, oh gosh, if I become more laid back, I'm just going to overindulge even more and I'm going to be less disciplined. What has it meant for you to be more laid back? How has that benefited your approach to the day, your mindset and your food choices? I think I think of it more in terms like when I'm leaving a a stressful situation, whether it be a big, huge family gathering where I might have, you know, overheard or had some people say things that were maybe not the politest or Mm -hmm. a a difficult day at work. Those aren't following me home anymore. Mm. Um, I I just come home and I can reflect on, oh, I had a great time talking with so-and-so and and I really enjoyed this. And it doesn't really stick around with me, that negative stuff. I'm able to just let that go even more. Before, I was really good about not letting it show when Mm. it ruffled me, but But I would come home. But yeah, yeah, the car ride home was just, can you believe they said that? Right. And now it's just, it's much calmer and it's, it's just you know, oh, that does it really doesn't phase me now. It's not me just not letting you see that it doesn't phase me. It right. really doesn't phase me. That's amazing. How did yeah. you do that? How did you create that for yourself? Uh, I think a lot of that is practicing shifting perspective mm-hmm. and and realizing that, um, like you say a lot in the podcast, is I choose my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and my 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 thoughts create my emotion but I choose my thoughts. So I can choose to feel hurt. I can choose to feel uh, wronged. I can choose to feel offended or I can choose to feel grateful. I can choose to feel strong. I can choose to feel proud. Um, And so shifting that perspective and and being able to look at the gratitude, uh, a lot of practice. Um, And there are definitely those anger moments, but it's a lot lot easier to recognize those moments and, and get by them. I had one this morning. I was upset about my husband washing my undergarments and they were wet. And I had to scramble on the fly and change my outfit for the day. And I was all out the door and I was angry at him. And I said, so I can choose to be angry at him all day today. Right. Or I can choose to be grateful that I have a husband who is willing to pick up the laundry and make sure it's all done and not just a part of it. Yeah. And and be grateful that I have this wonderful person to come home to who cares about me. So And that's um, so true. Definitely. Like it's yeah. that is so much more true than like, damn it, they're wet and I have to change. <laughs> you know, that's so, so true. It's funny because I was ha- I had a very similar moment today. I yesterday had the great fun time of biking around Martha's Vineyard off Cape Cod. And I got a really bad sunburn. And today for my workout, the entire workout required moving repeatedly a burlap sandbag. So it was scraping against my sunburn for the whole time. And everyone was like, oh, that looks like it hurts so bad. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to complain about. I spent my day outside in the beautiful weather, biking around an island. Like, (laughs) I mean, that is a person. Or I could have been grumpy all day long about my sunburn and my mosquito bites. Like, but the reality is, and it's much more true, I got to bike around an island all day long. I'm healthy enough to do that. The weather was nice enough to do that. So I couldn't agree with you more. But that perspective takes practice. Yes. Sometimes we just want to be a grump and we just want to be angry, but then we never feel better about it. 
it makes exactly. the problem worse. Well, one of the things you said in your email to me was related to earning easy, right? Because we always yes. say easy is earned. And so many times we desire something. And so because we want it so bad, we think it should be easy because we want it. But the reality <laughs> is it's a pattern of behavior and only repetition and consistent practice is going to make it easy. So just like the perspective thing and the mindset shifts and changing the way you think about interactions with other people so that you don't get so upset, and that is the kind of emotion that can drive overeating or being impatient with your kids. I know you said that you've done a lot of work with consistency to earn your easy with food choices. And I know that there are some other areas where you feel like you haven't quite earned easy yet. Tell me how you did that with your food choices, because I want to establish first what was effective Mm. for you. Um, And I think because a lot of people really struggle with that consistency and it never feels easy to make good food choices. So how did that evolution happen for you? Uh, definitely the journal, um, you know, holding myself accountable to the journal and reminding myself that the journal isn't a judge, Mm. um, and that, you know, it's there to, it's, it's just there as a documentation. Like it's just there to, to serve as the truth because my memory can't, can't serve as the truth. It, it, your memory likes to fail you and, and make you look better than it is or worse than you, than you really are. Mm -hmm. Um, so the journal definitely. And then, um, when I would recognize my certain times and patterns of day where I'm like, yep, here, here we go again, this two o'clock in the afternoon. And my, I went back when I did the whole 30, they used the term, the sugar dragon, the sugar dragon would rear its ugly head. That's when I would, um, I noticed it was, I was a lull in the day and I had less things to do. So I started, um, I apologize. Children are screaming the whole way. I understand. My, my brother's babysitting. So I'm hiding in the hallway. <laughs> um, so, so I would, um, sugar dragon, I would start listening to podcasts. Um, and mm. I would mostly pick out ones that kind of just talked about the, the methodology of, uh, or not methodology, physiology of cravings yeah, and, so sort of and understanding, understand. understanding the science behind it. And I am totally huge biology nerd. And it was just totally awesome for me to listen to. This is why it's not your willpower. It's not right. that you're weak. It's that your, you know, your brain is wired to eat this way. Right. And, and so that totally made sense and it totally clicked. So whenever, you know, that was just that constant reminder and I, I had bad days and I would make poor choices and then I would, you know, yep, let's move on. Let's make the next choice a great one. And the more I did that, uh, the easier it became. And so now, you know, it's, it's become second nature. So I had a little bit of your external force, you know, your presence in the podcast in my head when I could, um, definitely driving through those messages. And then I had, you know, the structure of having my meals planned out for the week and, um, pack my lunch. And once I discovered that cabbage is the best thing in the world, right. (laughs) And can absolutely fill me up and incredibly diverse, (laughs) diverse meals. And I never would have guessed I would have been eating cabbage three days a week and absolutely obsessed with it. Cabbage and avocado are my best friends. Tell me your favorite way to eat cabbage. Cause I'm like you, I'm obsessed with cabbage. What's your favorite (laughs) cabbage included meal? 
Um, right now I am totally obsessed. I have a little bit of a, um, with coconut aminos and, um, ginger garlic marinade type thing, Mm -hmm. um, um, shredded up with, um, pulled, um, any kind of pulled meat, pulled chicken, whatever, um, just mix it up together with that Asian dressing. And do you cook the cabbage before that or do you do it raw? If I'm making it for my husband, I'll cook it. If I'm making it for myself, I'll eat it raw. He I'm likes so it a little bit. Yeah, he likes it a little bit wimpy, and yeah. I am I am all about just get it in my mouth as fast as as fast as we can. <laughs> <laughs> Said like a mom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome. So, how has your body responded to the consistency and the improvement in the food choices? What kind of changes have you seen over the past few months with your body? It has been unreal. Um, I, at my highest, um, which was, you know, post my two-year-old, I am now down, I'm trying to do math in my head, 80 pounds, 90 pounds, 90 pounds from that weight. That is (laughs) unbelievable. Yeah. So the first 50 pounds of that was, you know, obviously I was pregnant. So part of that was having him. Yeah. And then... Um, finding, you know, like I said, I, I tried a whole 30, I had been doing a little bit of primal, but it was, I would get down to a certain point and I was just there. I was stuck. Yeah. And that's when I found you. And that's what took the last 40 pounds since July, 40 pounds since July or since not July, January, January. Okay. Since, since the first, since, since the, the first, first fat loss, fast track, fat loss track in January. So yeah. we're talking just, just barely six months. Yep. That's amazing. How do you feel? I, I feel amazing. Um, I, I, I'm still not used to like my clothes fitting the way that they are. I'm, yeah. I'm not used to that. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, use needing to use safety pins. Um, and I'm finally, I'm, I, they say like, it takes what 10 pounds for other people to notice. And, you know, I'm finally at the part where I'm actually noticing in the mirror, like, Oh, wow. There's cheekbones there. <laughs> and then you're there like, before. who is this? What is this? I've yeah, never seen this. Yeah. Like, it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. It is. It is. Um, and it, it's energy level is, is a lot better than it had been. I'm also finding out, um, going through some diagnosis stuff. I think we're, we've got something autoimmune going on, mm. but whatever it is, is definitely helped by the primal lifestyle. So it's really great. Um, for a mindset mindset person, for me, it's not like, a, oh, this is just so bad and something I have to deal with. It's it's exciting because I've had these symptoms for so long. Yeah, it's I finally now have a blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is how your body works because no, whose body comes with a blueprint and with like a instruction book? It, right. Who gets that? Right. So I, I'm kind of looking at it like a, this is kind of cool because it's explaining so much you know, autoimmune is just such a crazy under, I think, I think it kind of gets brushed off a little bit. Absolutely. And when you can kind of figure Yeah. So it's unreal for me to be able to understand the physiology and actually that it's all making sense now. Now, I know that one of the things you said to me was that you feel really good about the consistency that you've created through, through effort and earning that easy with, with food choices, but where you want to move from now is incorporating some movement, some intentional movement yes. and working out. Tell yes. me where you're at with that. 
so with the, you would pose a challenge with, I think it was an accountability bonus, um, to do a 30 day goal, mm-hmm. um, for nutrition, movement, and lifestyle. So yep. my movement was 15 minutes of intentional movement per week or per day. I mean, um, yep. each day. And, uh, I mostly have been able to make, incorporate that into kettlebell workouts in my office. And I, right now I only have a 10 pound weight. And, and hey, so it's dark. We, we work for reps instead of, you know, more higher reps instead of, um, lower reps with a higher weight. Yep. So that's what I've been doing. Um, I, whenever I see your videos of you like lifting heavy stuff, like I just totally like, yay, and <laughs> way motivated because when I was in high school, I, I could do that. And yeah. I, I would, I mean, I, my highest, I think I was able to like squat 200 pounds and I was like, I want to be able to do that it again. It empowering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but but my um, biggest limiting factor there is uh, being able to have sitter and time right. to, to make it to a gym. I have access to a gym, but it's through work and it's with patients there and mm-hmm. just not, not where I want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vulnerable. You want to be comfortable. Yeah. You want yeah. yeah, totally understand <laughs> that. Trust me. I, I am like yeah. not a fan of working out in front of other people. So I get that completely. Now, one of the things that you said you struggle with is consistency with working out. Yes. What is that? Does that to you mean consistency with what you can do or consistency with what you'd ultimately like to do? Um, a little bit of both. I'm, re- I was really, really strong, like right, um, end of March. I was, I was doing great about, um, going for, two 20 minute walks every day and then, um, doing the kettlebells as well. Mm-hmm. And then I got bronchitis and mm. I've been just really, I got over the bronchitis, but it was a good month that I could, I could barely walk outside without my lungs like acting up. Mm-hmm. So, um, I prioritized sleep and got myself through that. But now I good. feel like I can't get myself to get up at five o'clock in the morning and do that again. So like, I'm just finding the time that it works and, and expanding beyond my 15 minute break in the afternoon. Well, let's pause there because what you just said about getting up early in the morning, mm-hmm. I want you to continue to prioritize sleep over exercise, period. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that a lot of people really screw up because being rested influences your appetite. It influences your cravings. It influences your hormonal uh, balance and imbalance. And so when we sacrifice sleep for the benefit of exercise, especially if you have something going on from an autoimmune perspective, no bueno. Mm -hmm. So for now, let's focus on really making the most of the 15 or so minutes that you have at work. So when you do a kettlebell workout at work, tell me a little bit about it. I know you've got a 10 pound kettlebell. Tell me what you're doing with it. Um, I will usually either um, just go to Pinterest and pull up a, um, a 10 minute, um, as many rounds as possible okay. and, and find, find an idea of something that I can do with a 10 pound weight. Mm-hmm. And um, usually it's some some combination of swings, squats, and deadlifts. Okay. And and just go as many rounds as possible or um, every minute on the minute um, mm-hmm. and just kind of mixing them up that way. Those are kind of my default. And then they'll, they'll do that for 10 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes, I've been just doing 
as many rounds as possible of like press it, shoulder presses and, and working the triceps. Yep. And then a little, some, every once in a while I'll do, um, I also have been healing, um, a diastasis, mm-hmm. diastasis recti. Yep. I've been healing that as well. So I'll do, I'll mix that up in with the arms for the last five minutes. Yeah, that is absolutely a huge, huge priority. So I recently did an episode on stress incontinence and core and pelvic floor and postpartum allowing mm-hmm. the core to heal is always a bigger priority than quote unquote fitness or workouts. Mm-hmm. So really prioritizing that core stability because all strength extends from the midline. So the midline being your obliques, your abdominals, your back, uh, your diaphragm, your pelvic floor, and all of our strength and power is going to extend from that. So anytime, um, and you're referring to an abdominal separation, but anytime we have any type of weakness in that area, that is priority number one. So I would imagine, well, let me just, uh, instead of assuming, how many kettlebell swings can you do unbroken with that 10 pound with good form average? More than 20, fewer than 20? More than 20, okay. yeah. yeah. More than 20. So here's the reality. That kettlebell's too light for you. Period. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> if you didn't have this abdominal separation that you're, that you're working to heal, my, my automatic recommendation would be get a heavier kettlebell. Let's do some real work, you know? Yep. Um, and, and the ideal way, and I know um, in some of the videos within the Fat Loss Fast Track that Nathan talks about picking a kettlebell weight where you can do, say five to eight reps with great form, and then you need to take a break. But if you can do 10, 15, 20, it's probably too light for you. Um, But so many women deal, and men too, deal with whether it's an injury or it's an illness or it's, you know, a complication or issue stemming from, from childbirth. That has to be priority number one. So focusing on core strength, not just the abdominals, but the back, the diaphragm, the pelvic floor would be priority number one for sure, without exception, because all of your strength gains build on top of that core. And so if you are kind of just trying to get a good sweat in and not prioritizing that core healing, then you're building on an unsolid foundation. So it's kind of you're setting yourself up for further injury and you're not going to I am shaking get. my head entirely there because yeah, yeah every, every single workout that I look at, I'm like, is this a belly safe one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why there's no burpees. There's nothing. It's, it's everything that I can do while keeping that core engaged in and using those good muscles for the stability. So. And here's the other thing to keep in mind. And and I understand that, you know, people sometimes feel like if I wasn't getting breathless and sweaty, then what's the point? I didn't really do anything, but especially because you're a mom, so you're naturally under stress and pressure, right? And mm-hmm. you have an autoimmune issue. I would rather see you go for a walk and breathe deeply and give yourself that, that movement versus fitness I really mm-hmm. think that would benefit your body right now more than working with the kettlebell. So I would rather see you taking that 15 minutes to get outside, take some deep breaths, listen to some music that you enjoy. Not only is, and I don't say that from a mindset perspective purely, I really think that will do more for your body right now because fat loss 
and appetite and cravings are so dramatically influenced by our hormones and the leisure walking, getting that deep breathing in does so much good for cortisol, the stress hormone. It's going to help you sleep better. It's going to improve your insulin sensitivity. So honestly, I would make that your priority over messing with the kettlebell. I can definitely do that. We have a beautiful campus that I can 15 minutes outside. No, no problem. I, and, and I don't want, sometimes people hear that and they're like, well, that's not going to do anything for my body. <laughs> it does. And the reason it does is because of the yeah. way it influences your hormones. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can definitely see that being, you know, and it, it and I think that's to me kind of the ego thing like, well, I need to be yes, doing exactly. But, that's exactly what it like, is. It's ego. It's like, I yeah. need to push myself. I need, you know, if I have 15 minutes, I need to pick up that kettlebell. That's where a lot of people go yeah. wrong, especially mm-hmm. for you dealing with this autoimmune issue. You would do so much more for your body to bring the inflammation down. Mm-hmm. Walking really helps with that and not trigger a stress response with a workout when you can get a stress reduction with a walk. So don't trade off that sleep and really focus on what is going to be best for your body, not what Instagram and Pinterest and your ego tell us is like what the badass would do. Yeah. You know, there will be a Mm -hmm. time for that, but the foundation has to be right. And the foundation is not just your core, but it's also your hormones. And there is a huge interplay between any type of autoimmune issue and your hormones. So I would really do that for 30 days and then see the difference in your energy levels, see the difference in your hunger, see the difference in the symptoms that you're having from your autoimmune situation. Definitely. I can right change my goal. <laughs> I'm glad. Not I think change. that that's really, the yeah, I think that's really, really important. Let me wrap up with one question and then open up if you have any questions for me or anything you want me to weigh in on. If you were talking to somebody, you've now been in the fat loss fast track since January, you're in your, you're wrapping up your second level. Um, what would you say to somebody who's thinking about it, but they're on the fence? Maybe they've tried a lot of things, but they don't trust themselves. They're really busy. Maybe they're a working mom. What would be your advice to somebody that's kind of on the fence about it? You're worth it. Mm. You are worth taking care of. And this is your health and this is your body and you only get one. Um, and the, the mindset and consistency changes. If you do the work and you put, you will do the work, you will put the work in because you'll see the results right, right from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's definitely worth the investment in yourself. I was very, very apprehensive because I know that I'm in the past, my past behavior, my past habits were do really, really great. I did an awesome whole 30 and then Mm -hmm. fell completely off the wagon. (laughs) I did, you know, (laughs) go all out, you know, and like, like you have said in the past, you know, I was the perpetual dieter hundred, you know, a hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, well, I can have a cheat day because I've been doing really, really good. And then cheat day turns into cheat month. And, you know, so to look back and see my own consistency and how, it really hasn't felt like I've put in a ton of hard white knuckle willpower work. Right. I've had maybe a few minutes of that here and there and, and a few days where I didn't make the best choices, but it's really just been 
listening to what my body wants and my body needs. And, and it's been so much easier to say no to that average cookie and say yes to the giant pile of cabbage with asparagus and Brussels sprouts <laughs> and food. I, I don't eat food that I don't like. That's, amazing. <laughs> That's so huge. That's so huge. And it yeah. sounds to me like your overall perspective has been, I'm working with my body. I'm not fighting against yeah. it. Yes. And I think now Definitely. you just need to extend that into how you move. <laughs> you know, like you very yeah. much took that approach with food, but I think there was a little bit of discord in the approach you were taking with working out. Like I just have to do it and I just have to yeah. get it done. Um, and I think if you extend that approach, like, you know, what does my body really need right now? And I have this abdominal separation that needs to heal. I have this, abdom uh, this uh, autoimmune thing that I need to heal. It's time to work with my body instead of fighting against it. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I, I'm glad you saw that because, again, we have to get out of our own heads. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and doing what we think we're supposed to do versus, yeah. you know, because of what the world yeah. says versus do where am things. I? Yeah. And it's very different when you say, "What? but what do I need right now? And is yeah. that what makes sense? And the reality yeah. is sometimes the traditional working out is just not what your body needs, mm -hmm. especially when you have limited yeah. time, which you yeah. do. Yes, definitely. So what, if anything, can I do inside of the Fat Loss Fast Track or outside of it to, to help you more, to encourage you more, or to just give you more of whatever it is that you need to get to the next level in your journey? I absolutely love the totally biology-heavy physiology mm. web webinar podcasts and webinars and everything. But I think I get a ton out of the mindset ones. Um, I think those are where I get the most growth. And I think that's because where I'm the most uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. I, I think you're doing a fabulous job. And it's it's been unreal. And I'm excited to continue on into my third. <laughs> I'm so excited. And just hearing your story and your honesty with yourself and your awareness and your attitude about changes, not only in what you eat, but in how you approach situations in life, it's seriously inspiring. And it's really just a, a total pleasure to be a small part of your journey. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. I was right, wasn't I? That that episode was jam-packed full of strategies and ideas and just motivation. When we do the work, we earn easy. It gets easier and it doesn't have to be so hard. One of the reasons it feels so hard is because we are inconsistent. I bet some of you were surprised that I recommended she not add in those heavier weight workouts, but really focus on balancing out her hormones because she does have some autoimmune things going on and she does have some core stuff happening from childbirth that she really wants to strengthen because we cannot build fitness on top of a weak core. We've got to start with that first and foremost and then we can talk about strength and endurance and fitness, but really that strong, stable core comes first for sure. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, the registration for Summer Fat Loss Fast Track is now open. Check out the show notes page for this episode on primalpotential.com under the podcast tab, or if you're like, I already know the details I want in, you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash summer17 
Registration will probably be only open for maybe a few more days, maximum a week. I don't know when it'll fill up, but I do limit the enrollment because I want to make sure I have the capacity to respond to every email and every comment and every question as they come up. So when we're full, we're full. And the next one will probably be in the mid fall. So definitely take advantage of this. The 12 weeks is going to fly by. I really hope to get the opportunity to work with you. I'll chat with you guys soon. Make it a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.